wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. And on this episode, I have the internet's funniest man. You may know him by Daryl Bibbins, but his real name is Gatlin Didier. I appreciate you wanting to have me on too, because most people would be like, what the heck does a, like a hunting podcast want to do with this like farm boy guy? That's what I love about like what we're doing right now, this conversation. It's just so genuine. There's like not any kind of scripted anything. Like, you didn't like give me talking points beforehand and, and we just start rolling. And that's what we try to capture. Now I'm curious, I've learned a little bit more about the coffee uh, industry because Granny is a coffee snob. I look forward to trying yours out. Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of Hunting Day. And on this episode, I have, in my opinion, the Internet's funniest man. You may know him by Daryl Bibbins, but his uh, real name is Gatlin Didier. Me and Gallon connected on Instagram. I've been a follower of his, and I love his content. And uh, some of y'all may also know Granny Bibbins and uh, Gate Bart. That's the family there, and that's the uh, probably one of the funniest families that's on the internet right now that I could think of. So, Gatlin, it is great to have you on. Well, thanks for having me on, Steve. I'm very excited uh, just to get in the conversation today, but uh, appreciate that. Well, I don't know if we're the funniest people on the internet, but uh, I, I think... I will gladly say I probably have the funniest grandma on the internet, uh, uh-huh. but we have a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing it and bringing you know, the farm way of life and sense of humor to, to people who don't know it. Either. That's, oh, that's right. You know, f- <laughs> fiddle around and find out. And <laughs> that's probably that's right. One fiddle of around and you'll find out. <laughs> that's one you of don't those. want to really fiddle around. Guys. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's one of the funniest uh, catchphrases out there, especially in the world today when there's so much negative out there that you guys, you're a family oh, that yeah. brings so much positive and inspiration out. And so Gallon, it's great having you on. Yeah, I'm excited to see how we, how it goes today, Stephen. So that's like, it's one of those things where like, I really like to hunt, but mm-hmm. doing all of this is fun. I love the podcast. I love to share hunting stories. I love to inspire people. I love to educate. I love to entertain. And that's one thing that I really love about your channel across your all social media. The entertainment factor is just, it's, it's through the roof, right? And, <laughs> uh, but it's like so it's Ava, Zoe and Declan and Mm -hmm. for them, you know, we're building something that hopefully when they get old enough, we can pass it on to them because, Mm -hmm. you know, no one told us when we were growing up that the internet was the future. I mean, maybe they did and we, I just didn't listen, but you know, (laughs) I was the same way. (laughs) I had Sean Luchtel on, uh, here from Heartland Bowhunters. I mean, him was talking mm-hmm. like 10 years ago when we were coming out and we were on the Pursuit channel. And, you know, it's like we were talking about YouTube then. It's like people that were on YouTube were the people that didn't make it. And yeah. you almost kind of had to add this like, it was the complete 180 of what it truly was because the people that were on YouTube were making it and pioneering the way for all the, you know, every, now everybody's going to YouTube. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where 
YouTube, you can, you know, you can actually make a career and it's not something that I would have thought of 10 years ago, maybe five years ago. Yeah. But 10 years ago, no. And it's, it's weird. Like how the shift of society and our culture goes from, like you said, cable to internet. And here we are, you know, you got your TikToks, your Facebooks, Instagrams, and people make a living on it. And it's awesome. And it's a great way that it really breaks the norm of the nine to five. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, yeah. (laughs) So that's, I agree a hundred percent. That's what's, I think the coolest part about whether you're, whether you're into hunting, whether you're into farming, uh, we we're kind of like, technically we're more ranchers than we are farmers now, but I grew, we grew up doing wheat and a lot of other stuff too. So it's really cool. I think the education aspect of what the internet's brought, like there's just so much access to, if you want to figure out how to do something now, it's just like at the tip of our fingers. We're like, when we were growing up as kids, we kind of like, Oh, if you want to figure that out, you got to go through the process is like, you have to physically go out how to figure out if you want to change. But now it's like, Oh, uh, how do I change a carburetor in 1969 Chevy yeah, the Dorado or something, and you pull it up like, oh, that's how you do it. Okay, and someone's there, and so I, I really, I'm really loving now because actually I'm a dad now too. Oh. Uh, I got a ten month old named Reese, and congratulations, I, thank you. And that's like I, I love that I, I'm able to kind of like separate my internet versus my reality because it kind of gives me my breather from the internet. That's what I like about it. Yeah, um, but I, I also respect the heck out of like guys like you and uh, just other people who can share the family aspect, like your true selves too, because it's like we need that in, in society and culture too, like showing a good faith based the nuclear family show and then those examples as well so um but for me like now i'm like how can we educate how can i have content out there that entertains but also brings a message that's doing good versus you know anything else and that's where that's where really my my big shift in my like goal and everything ever since having a child has really just changed and then everything going on in the world and just whatnot like you're like what good can i do with this how can we actually use this as a tool versus using it as something that just dumbs us down, you know? And uh, that's where we really just shifted our our mindset towards everything, but also still trying to bring, I've always tried to approach everything. How can we be different in the farming agriculture space compared to everyone else? Like, well, I can, we script, we shoot nice. Like we think like how TV, you know, writers would think, not how, um, people in in ag think but also we we have that experience we have that advantage of knowing how people in agriculture think because we grew up doing it my grandpa like i'm fifth generation uh on our farm and ranch and like you know the, uh, speaking of a legacy i'm like okay i've been given this blessing in my life like how do, how do i continue this thing and what can i bring different to it you know and that's what I, now i'm like how can i now how can i keep this going for my kids to maybe have a chance at keeping this thing my family's had for 120 years going, you know? So, yeah. so a lot comes into play, man, with, with this, but the internet has given us all this. I, I, I think, like I said, God blessed us with this. Cause it's, it, I feel like there's a lot of evil on it, but either it can be an evil or it can be a tool to do good with. And yeah. I'm trying my best to do good with it. Um, you know, well, I think you, know, you we, are. We, we're all, we could, well, I'll come up short though. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if you look at, your social media pages, your TikToks, your Facebook, your Instagrams, like the content that you put out there, it's wholesome, it's funny, but it does have a message behind it and it's to be a good person. And that, you know, one thing that like I was watching your, uh, your tractors video 
and I laugh every time I watch that. And if anyone has not seen that, that's listening to this, make sure you go check that out. It's hilarious. It's you know Miley Cyrus's flowers, and but with the Daryl Bibbins take on it, and it is hilarious. And <laughs> but it's stuff like that that you know to me, like I really like watching content that is funny but it's not crude or lewd or anything you know it's one of those things where my kids could watch that and laugh Mm. and i would have no problem with that whatsoever and uh actually it's really interesting we went and watched the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie yesterday in theaters so we homeschool our kids and uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. And one of the main reasons is we don't want society to teach our kids. We want to teach our kids. And yeah. uh, so I respect the heck out of that, man. That's that's I, well, you know, I, I mean, my wife have already thought about like, are we going to have to homeschool our kids? We might have to, you know, like, yeah. we've already thought we had those discussions. Yeah, we uh, so, you know, this was something that we had decided upon pre-COVID and COVID obviously solidified that. And just uh, the last four years has really made that decision to continue to homeschool very easy. And now Zoe's being homeschooled, Declan, you know, three years old, he's, and I'm not bragging by no means, but at three years old, he's almost four. He's counting to a hundred, you know, and, and it's only because he's a part of the homeschool class with Zoe and they're so close in age that he wants to do everything she's doing. And if, if she's doing something that he's not, it's, you know, it's, he's missing out in his mind. And, uh, so anyways, we, uh, um, we, we did a field trip yesterday. We took the kids to, there's a local potato chip company called route 11. And, uh, they, during certain days of the week, you can go watch them make potato chips and the whole process, you know, within minus the peeling, right? So you can watch them do everything else. And so it was just one of those things where like, Hey, let's go do something that's a little bit out of the norm, but it's a learning factor. And then we took them to the movies and, you know, we're thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's got to be. Yeah, we grew up with yeah. like that. Yeah. And so, you know, the movie, how it started out, it was like, you know, here they are, they're stealing a bunch of stuff. And it's like, that's not the turtles I remember growing up watching. And then, you know, a little bit of language, nothing super bad, but at the same time, it's still language and it has no place in a children's movie. And it's like, at the end of it, we're, me and April were talking, we're like, we probably should have walked out. We knew, like... It was one of those things where we didn't, we kind of regret that we didn't, but it's, it was like, why did they put that stuff in, you know, even was the need for it? Yeah. Even at one point. So Ice Cube, um, does the voiceover for Superfly. He's the villain (laughs) in the movie. And even at one point he's, he, he even says, I'll see you in hell. And I'm like. Why? What is the purpose of that in this video, in this movie? This is supposed to be about kids. And, you know, I know it's Mm -hmm. Hollywood and they don't care about kids and they have no desire to protect the innocence and the, you know, basically keep the integrity within anything. But that was really disappointing to me. And I told April, I said, when this movie comes out, we're not buying it, you know, because typically if we take the kids to the theater, if it's a good movie, we'll buy yeah. it when it comes out. And it's like, we're not buying this. And in fact, we had a set down with the kids and we're like, look, 
that movie wasn't what it was supposed to be. That's not the movie I grew up, you know, that's not the turtles that I grew up watching. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's sad that a kid's movie, you almost have to go watch ahead of time before you take your kids to it now. And yeah, I mean, I know that's really off topic, right? Way no, ahead. no, it's, but it is like on topic, kind of like the point like we're talking about content, just to like everything in general. And it's so funny. My, my granny took my cousin's kid. It's uh, to go see it the other day too. And she came back, she was, you wouldn't believe the language that was in yeah. that. And I was like, really? In, in the new, and like in that, she goes, yeah. She's like, we literally had to tell the kids to throw the, those words they heard out the window of the car that we left the theater. I was like, wow. I didn't even, you know, and, I, and that's, that's not surprising coming like my background, having been in Hollywood for a few years and understanding how those people think um, and understanding like they don't care how people where we're from away, our way of life and what our values hold. And, you know, that's what I'm really seeing the biggest shift of like this fight. Um, and it's, it's a good, I think it's a good fight. It's a fight against good and evil, but you're seeing, and people are finally drawing a line. And we actually talked about this a lot yesterday, me and, uh, me and Jared, we had, a, we always pre-record our Sunday night conversations. Uh, we got to do it yesterday. He was off work. So we did it. We were talking about having that line. And right now people are finally drawing a line being like, okay, enough's enough. We've allowed this to get so far down the line and off, off this code and off this purpose that, you know, God wants us to chase after. Yeah. And that's where I, again, going back to content, I think our biggest shift is like understanding who we are. We're men of faith. And, and now, well, like for the last two years, we've kind of played the game of social media to get to a point and you're like, okay, but what really good are we doing with this with platform that God, God bless us with? And we've always done Sunday night Bible studies, all this stuff, but it's like, okay, how can we may bring it into our original content? How can we still keep it about farming, but kind of keep the essence of the way that we think us people um, and then, and then bringing that faith into it too, being something stronger about it. You know, we were kind of raising that culture and that society is like, you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about religion. Yeah. And now if you don't talk about it or kind of have a little bit of that, like what you stand for, like messaging out there, it's going to die. And like, we can't let that die with our generation is what I believe. And, yeah. and Ronald Reagan's famous for saying that it's like, we're only one generation away from losing this thing yeah. uh, that's known as America. And we'll be one day, we could be talking about it to our grandkids and our grandkids, grandkids and saying, we once lived in a place that was called free and allowed you to you know, practice whatever uh, religion you wanted to. So uh, man, right there with you. Like, I think it, it, it's all, it's all connected. Yeah. Um, and them guys like us have to kind of start, you know, taking hold of the internet and taking away how we take our family. But the only place you can really start and control it is in the house. And yeah. um, me and my wife had many discussions about what we're our future for our children and how we're going to parent different versus how our parents had to, because we live in a, such a different world than what we grew up in. Um, and the internet can be a scary thing or it can be a tool. And we're going to try if we, you know, whenever our kids get a chance to access it, and I don't know when I'll let them do that. Uh, uh, but whenever they do and they want to see, watch old videos of me, they can look back, man, dad was doing good with what he was given and yes. trying to bring in entertainment and joy and, but not me like, Oh, look at this goofball dancing around, uh, you know, getting caught making thirst traps by his granny, you know, <laughs> as a jo joke, uh, like, like now they can like, see like, Oh, he was really trying to do good during this crazy time in the world. And maybe he did make a difference, you know? So yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where, where we went, and not yeah, like you said, I don't think it was too far off topic. I think it was very on topic of what we were go talking about, and it's just how can we control and protect our way of life? Like, there's so much faith based in everything we do, whether it's farming, hunting, ranching, to people who go to their nine to five blue collar jobs, like having that faith going in and out, and just being a you know just 
uh, attacking every day and grinding it out. You know, that mentality has kind of died in a lot of aspects in our country. Yeah. And like, how can we bring that back? Because it's so faith connected. Yes. No, I, I connect with you and relate to you extremely well with what you just said about the platform that you've been given. Now, granted, your platform is huge, right? And I love it. It's amazing. And uh, me and April talked, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm a Christian and I believe that Jesus died for my sins and, you know, I'm fall short every day though. It's one of those things where with this podcast, we reach a lot of people. Why haven't I done more with it to reach more people, to reach people who are broken, who need Jesus or may not even know who Jesus is or knows who Jesus is, but needs someone to help them get, you know, not necessarily me personally to help them, but maybe to lead them back to Jesus in a sense and, or Jesus used me in a way to reach them. And, uh, and that's something that's like, I get, I'm definitely get convicted and I know that that is something that I need to do more of. And it's something that I want to do more of. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where when I end my show, I always tell people to keep hunting and to keep doing what God calls you to do. And I know that this is what God calls me to do. And it's like, take your own advice, dummy, you know? And, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things though, that it, we, you know, I think at times I take for granted that, you know, every week I have a podcast, you know, okay, every Monday we're, we're coming out with a new podcast and, oh, I'll do it next week or, you know, and it's like, no, now's the time. And which is really, I think maybe it's fitting that you're here on this episode for a reason. And uh, I know God's timing is amazing and everything that he does, you know, you you can't argue with it, and it's no, something that, I've learned a quick questioning years ago, man. right? <laughs> and uh, but it's it's true though that I think he gives us platforms. He gives everyone an opportunity to share the word and to share his love for us and what what Jesus did for us on the cross. And you know, here we are. So I appreciate you coming on, man. And like, what's yeah. really crazy is we hadn't like really started the podcast we were just talking right but it's been <laughs> I didn't so even know if we were rolling or not or what, that's what we <laughs> well yeah. normally i take like 15 minutes to like beforehand right to talk to everybody and kind of get to know them that way we can that, that way they're comfortable which obviously i knew i didn't really have to do that with you because you've been on on the mic a lot you've been on in front of the camera a lot but more than anything we were just getting to know each other but at this point, this is too good a content to not put out on, on, you know, to not put out. And so, you know, anybody that's listening to this, we're going to edit some stuff around and we're going to make it to where this is part of the episode because why not? One, I think it's important. Um, it's could be the most important thing you hear today. I don't know. And, uh, but Jesus loves you. And, Amen, you know, man. so it's, uh, like I said, this is different, like, because, and one thing, like, I know you're a hunter and I know you're in the outdoors and you, you farm, you're a rancher. There's, you know, you tie in really well with the outdoor industry, but you're one of the first people that is like, everybody else has been like hunters, 
if that mm-hmm. even makes sense, you know, but like what defines them on yeah. this spectrum of space. Yeah. yeah. And so you're, you're, you're the oddball, but that's good. I like <laughs> it, you know, and I knew getting you on here was going to be good for everybody and especially our listeners, because you, you've got a great message and, uh, man, I'm, I'm kind of rambling here, but no, you're, no, you're good. And, and I, I appreciate you wanting to have me on too. Cause most people would be like, what the heck does a, like a hunting podcast want to do with this like farm boy guy? And it's funny cause our lives are very outdoor, you know, together and we have hunt. Like I've, I've hunted in my life. We continue to hunt. It's part of life. Like we raise animals to kill, to butcher and eat. It's the same process with hunting, the same mindset, same approach to it. Yeah. But God provides those to us too. And um, that's what's cool about when I, I think when uh, good finds good is what I believe. I believe God brings godly people together and you get a chance to talk like this uh, and share a message because whether we're hitting, you know, a thousand people, a hundred thousand people, or we hit one person, you're doing the Lord's work. And that's where I've kind of learned through a lot of the, a lot of this space of like, now when you start sharing your faith a little bit, you don't even realize who you can affect with that. And yes. Uh, I mean, we when we go do conventions or things like that, kids will come up to us and they'll tell us like, "My favorite thing y'all do is your Sunday night Bible studies or conversations. Like, you guys help me like realign my faith, or I'll get mess the best, most meaningful messages I get isn't about my content; it's about the message we bring through sharing the, sharing the word. Yeah. And I and and I never realized like, man, growing up like. I did not think that I'd be so like in that realm of sharing and affecting people's faith that way. You know, as a kid, you think only preachers can do that or priests or, you know, someone who like leads a church or your youth minister, Yeah. but we can do it. Individuals can do it. And then I look back at my life, like who affected me most of my faith. It's like, it wasn't those people in the church. It was people outside church who, you know, lived and had lived by a godly example. Yes. Yes. And I guess that's I guess that's the best thing we can bring. You know, we can bring a lot of other high quality uh, you know, education content to other people. But if we can bring this message, that's all that really matters in the end. Uh, if we do good this way. Yes. One hundred percent, man. That's, you hit the nail on the head with that, because growing up, I didn't really grow up in church. But my grandmother and my uncle and my cousin, you know, they all tried to get me in church and it's that's not a knock to my my parents what's whatsoever but they didn't I didn't grow up in church my family didn't grow up in the church and yeah you know my grandmother it was her responsibility she felt that me and all my cousins needed to be in church and thank God for her because my uncle he took a he took that burden as well and he would make sure that if I wasn't going to church with her I could go to church with him and you know as a kid as a teenager the last thing that you want to do is go to church, you know? And so it was one of those things where my cousin, Brian, um, he, he was going through a lot of stuff in his life. And at this point he's in his, you know, early twenties and trying to figure out life. And then he started going to church and he invited me along. And so I started going with him and, when I then when I didn't go with him, I'd go with my uncle, and it, because going to church then became something that I wanted to do, and it, it you know they weren't preachers, they weren't the pastor, they, you know, it was someone that I actually had a connection with, and that that connection could come from anything. That could be a friend, it could be a family member, it could be someone that you watch on the internet that you think is funny or that, you know, is you've, you know, whether we want it or not, we've made a connection with people just by the content that we put out. And so by doing that, 
it could come. It, you could be that guy that, and that's awesome. And I, I, it's one thing that God gave us this platform for a reason. And I think mm-hmm. you, you hit the nail on the head is, you know, we don't have to be the lead priest or lead pastor, the preacher, you know, a deacon or anybody that's high up in the church to, to lead people to God, to win souls for the Lord. And so it's, uh, it's amazing really you know not that there's anything wrong with traditional church by no means right yeah. I, I mean it's yeah. it's amazing i love church we we take our kids to church and w- when i'm out of state working i can't you know i, I work seven days a week so i don't get that privilege if i if i can uh i stream it while i'm at work but you know mm-hmm. when i'm gone april make sure the kids are in church with her and it's one of those things where you know we need church but at the same time how people are outside of church matters, I think more than just going to church. And so living that godly life and you never know who you're going to affect. And like you said, just one person and it's all worth it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why, that's how I feel about everything we do. So I try to approach life better that way, but they also come with age and perspective. And when you say when you're a teenager, that's the last thing you want to do is you don't care about, yeah, you know, what effect you have on the world or other people examples and stuff. But yeah. uh, I, I do appreciate that. I guess what you say, like not burden, but it's like, it's like whatever this uh, blessing we've been given to, to, to share that. And I, that's at the end of the day, we always tell people like, we're not preachers. We do not preach, but we definitely share because yeah. sharing is different than like, cause I think, I, I think our generation and then the youngers have taken like a negative connotation. There's a negative connotation to being preached at. Yes. You know, and, and, and accepting that message. So it's like when you just share something, sometimes something in that just sharing a message can really hook somebody yeah. and then make them want to go chase that. So that's how we always kind of approach it, too. It's like, yeah, we're just sharing the word. We're not, you know, whether you like it or not, just turn turn the page or, you know, swipe up. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. You know, the y'all's Sunday message about, was it Matthew chapter five? Is that right? Last week's, I believe. Yeah. Is that the one we were talking about? Yeah. yeah I, was, I was watching that earlier and I was like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. We, I needed this this morning. So this was, <laughs> that was good stuff. Well, thank you. We, we have fun with it, but we also, uh, that's what I love about like what we're doing right now is conversation. It's just so genuine. There's like not any kind of scripted anything. Like, you didn't like give me talking points beforehand and, and we just start rolling and that's what we try to capture because when you so much of our stuff scripted so how can we give people the opposite of that it's like okay we'll just hit a camera jared what do you want to talk about you had a verse all right what's the message about okay let's just re- hit record and roll into how like discuss that like and not be so because when it's too polished it just loses that that authentic authentic you know feel to it and, yeah and you don't allow yourself when you kind of bear put up barriers and mm-hmm. you put up boundaries like okay we won't go there and me and him have had some pretty good conversations here the last couple of weeks just about things that we would have never ever shared on camera or or gotten into or you know expressed and i really i enjoy getting to do that because you're showing your your humanity side but you're also showing like the depths of where your your soul goes of of where the message is taking you. So um, it's been really fun to do that stuff. It's so scary because you're like, oh man, the people are going to might hate this or, and you know, it doesn't get the most views or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's also probably the most fulfilling thing we do. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and you know, back to that authentic side of it. Um, that's one thing that like people can tell 
right? When it is polished and scripted and it's like, not that it matters that you script something because if the message is there, it's great. But at the same time, if you're trying to reach someone who is, I don't want to say unreachable, but very hard to reach, I think that authenticness the authenticity of that message matters and because they probably have been preached to all of their life and they ignore it. They turn the shoulder to it. And so someone who can be real with them and just have a conversation, I think that goes a lot further than someone who's prepared something, not that being prepared is wrong or anything bad with it. Um, you know, first, couple of our podcasts, we had not really a script, but we had an outline because I'm a rabbit trail mm-hmm. guy. I will rabbit trail and be like, where am I? You know, but uh-huh. at the same time, I've also found that some of our most listened to, most enjoyed, most feedback podcasts have been just shoot from the hip and it's just conversations because it's a lot easier to listen. Like you said, if I've got something, if I've got 10 points that I want to reach in this, you know, time, I'm, we might miss a bunch of stuff on points one through five that were really good information, but yet we're checking them off the list as we're going, so to speak, or, you know, even it's, it's one of those things where I guess it could go good. It could go bad. Right. We could just sit here and look at each other, not really have anything to talk about either, but back to what you said, God gets godly people together. So I don't think there would be any shortage of conversation here. uh, Oh no, I think there's a, there's we could go a lot of ways, but I'm I'm really, I'm, I'm very, I feel very, it's just, it's so nice to sit down. Like we just had a conversation and actually got here to where we're at and just sharing our faith and, yeah, I never, you never know. I was like, I was like, oh, Steve, you want to get on here and like ask him about my hunting experience? I'm like, shoot, he's gonna get, he's gonna be like, oh, that guy is not, he doesn't know much about hunting. I might need to come out here and show him a few points. I was like, <laughs> I'll take, heck, I'll take it. But uh, but I, I, I really just genuinely enjoyed it because yeah, you know, every day you get to meet, you come across people, especially in the internet space. I've seen all walks of people who like act like they're faith based on the internet. And then you get to talking to them. You're like, this person is far from, <laughs> far from that. And, or you get people who are just wild party people. And just like, that's just like their persona too. And they don't know how to get out of that. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and I've seen it all. And, and it's just nice to just come across good people, man. And, and get to have a sit down and conversation and more a little, a little coffee in the morning and, uh, just yep. talking about the word and then just getting to, I love meeting people. So when you hit me up about doing this, I was like, heck yeah, I know it's outside of our realm and outside of our thing. And we don't do like a bunch of podcasts, but it's like, uh, I'm down for it, man. And, yeah. uh, I, I watched to see, I came across your stuff and seen your stuff too. I'm like, you, you remind me so much of a lot of my buddies too, from your stuff. Yeah. A lot of my buddies love to hunt and like the one of their favorite things to do. And, um, and I just thought, I was like, I think, I think we're, we're more, more along lines of like brothers in Christ than, uh, yes. than anything too. So I, I, I've, I've just thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, Stephen, man. I have. Oh man, I appreciate it. And, uh, as far as coffee goes, you'll have to send me your address cause we have hunting day coffee company and, uh, Oh really? Oh nice. Oh yeah. I've seen some of your videos. I didn't realize. So is that yours? That is that ours. Your coffee? Yeah. Me and April, oh. we, uh, so that's a really unique story and I've kind of held off on sharing it for a while, but this seems like the perfect time to, to highlight it. And, uh, so it was a little over a year ago, me and her were sitting down trying to figure out 
some other things that we can do outside of the oil and gas industry. Um, like I said earlier, it's been a blessing to my family, but at the same time, I leave and I go out of town for a long time. And then, but when I come home, I get to spend a lot of time at home as well. It's a trade off. And so mm. my kids get me in a very quality time setting and, but then they, I leave them. And so as a family, that's really not what it's designed to be. That's not how it's designed. And so ultimately we were trying to figure out a way for me to get home, help raise our kids. You know, April, mm. I tell people two weeks out of the month, she's a single mom and you know, God bless her for it. Cause it's something that she's tackled and she's done amazingly. And it's one of those things though, where I do want to be home. I love my career. I love what I do. I think it's important and uh, it makes the world go round. But at the same time, my job is my kids, my family. Mm-hmm. And so I'll tell you that to get to here. So we're, we're like, what, what are some things that we can do? Cause we've done some businesses inside the oil and gas industry. They were great and we sold them and you know, we've moved on and we've done some that were terrible and same thing we've moved on. And, um, we, we thought about starting a coffee shop and one of the nearest cities that we would want to do it is Harrisonburg, Virginia, um, JMU Dukes, Bridgewater college, um, so we were, but that's about 45 minutes from us. And so we said, mm-hmm. all right, that's really not feasible because it's going to take a lot of work to get off the ground. It's going to take a lot of just being there to do mm-hmm. it, but we love coffee. Let's figure out a way. Let's have our own coffee company. And so, you know, that it took almost, I think it was like 13 months of figuring all the, like, if we do this, we want to do it right. We want to make sure that one, one of the biggest things for me is, especially when it comes to if someone's going to buy something, it's got to look good to them. They've got it's appearance matters. And so our bags, we had a couple different coffee roasters that are phenomenal roasters that we were going to work with, but the options that they offered us were generic bags with printed labels. And I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. really like, if I'm going out and I'm going to buy something, it's, it may be shallow of me, but if there's 10 options on the shelf, and there's nine of them that are black bags with labels on them. And then there's another mm-hmm. option that's a fully printed bag that appeals to me. I'm going that route. And so yep. we were, you know, we're hunter owned. We're all hunting based. It's all hunting themed coffee. We've got the keep hunting, which is our signature. Like that's what we sign off on. And uh, <laughs> then we got the bow hunter blend and then we have our spear checker blend. And that's uh that roast is more like that one's special to me because I love to spear hunt. I'm a primitive hunter. You know, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll go bow hunting. I'll go rifle hunting, but give me yeah. a blow gun. Give me a recurve bow or give me a spear, make it difficult. You know, <laughs> that type challenge of challenge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so those three roasts were born and, you know, we've been on the market now, July 19th, our first roast was ultimately roasted and packaged and sealed. And so oh, that's here, awesome. Yeah. We're like six weeks, seven weeks into this thing. And well, congrats uh, to you guys, man. man I tell you Dude, what, I, I know how hard that is, man. So you're just, I got to applaud you for that. I, I appreciate that. I really do. Because, you know, ultimately we thought we were going to 
just sell to our our listeners, our audience, you know, our social media influence. We were going to be an e-commerce store and that was really Mm going to be it. But then we had a few people say, hey, would you sell that in the stores? Mm -hmm. I mean, we'd sell it anywhere that people want to buy it, you know, and as long as the people that are selling it are, are good, like they're happy, then yeah, we'll do it. And it really kind of sparked another interest within me. And so I spent some time on my days off running around, dropping samples off to a bunch of different local stores. And now we're in four stores in Virginia. We're in two in Pennsylvania, one in uh, Texas, getting ready to be two in West Virginia, one out in Missouri. And we got commitments. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's and we just did a coffee tasting um, because the coffee's really good, and uh, uh-huh. it's it's some, our roasters that have that we teamed up with. They're phenomenal. They, you know, they've been doing this for a long time, and they listen. One of the things that I really like about them is we had a couple setbacks that led us to them, and it it had to be God because we were going to go with a different roaster, and at the last minute they changed our minimum quantity from. A significant amount. I mean, it was minimum order of a thousand bags to a minimum order of ten thousand bags, and I'm like, no, that's like that's ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm like, I have a quote, and the lady's like, because the way it worked, we were being we we were working with a woman who then left and went on maternity leave, and someone else took over her account. And she's like, oh, she misquoted you. And I'm like, well, she quoted me. Here's the quote. Like, <laughs> yeah. honor it. And she's like, okay, we'll honor it this time. Yeah, one time around. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, lady, you just, you know, that's expensive. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I know starting a business is going to be expensive. And we've but got, that's, that's a lot of. Yeah, you just 10 times my startup cost. And I'm like, no, yeah. this was not. This wasn't in the works, and it had to be God more than anything because the people that we're teamed up with now, I'll tell them my ideas, and they will flat out tell me if they're good or bad. And it's <laughs> they don't want just they don't just want my money; they want to yeah. work with me. They want me they to appreciate grow. You. Yeah, and they they get into, I appreciate people like that. Yes. It's so it's fun to work with people like that who are just honest. Just be brutally honest with me. Yeah. No, no. Okay, so I, I, now I'm curious. I've learned a little bit more about the coffee uh, industry because Granny is a coffee snob. So well, I, I look forward to, to um, trying yours out. We're sending you some. Uh, all right. She, she's like, I got, she was on Folgers for years. Like Folgers, classic Folgers is what she was. And then we have some friends out in California who uh, uh, they have their own coffee store. And they're just like, but they're like holistic, like organic type approach. So I took Granny there when we were out visiting. And she tried it, and she was like, "This is the best coffee I ever had." And then they're like, "You want a bag? Sure." So now they just send her bags all the time. And, oh, she's, that's and awesome. then I, I had to go out there for a wedding a couple weeks ago, and she like gave me money. She's like, "Give me more of their coffee." I said, <laughs> and so I tell the owner, and he sends her more coffee. But she's like, "I'll never drink Folgers again." And then so now she's like, "But I'm just like, anytime it's a good coffee, I just want good coffee." So I've gotten to learn like why like the roast the different roasts where the beans come from and i apparently yes. the markets had a drastic shift to where they can get beans from yes. for the last you know five years i guess like they, they quit giving them the access to them in indonesia or whatever so it's shifted to where you can get them elsewhere central america right or south america yes yeah it's, oh man i i'm like that's a whole nother beast of learning a commodity <laughs> yes and let me tell you it's one of those things where let's say you know if i'm a coffee farmer you know i may have a hundred acres that i'm 
that I'm growing coffee on. And coffee's a fruit, and it's really crazy because it's the seed is what you're actually, you know, that we roast and then brew and everything, right? And uh, but let's just say this year we got plenty of moisture and whatever reason, like this year is great, right? And mm-hmm. then next year it's extremely dry. The flavor profile from this year to next year will be tremendously different. And it was something, you know, I just like to drink good coffee, you know, and I'm like, I'm learning all of these things. And April has really taken off with it as far as the different flavors, right? Because, Uh you you know, you find a coffee, like our bow hunter is our number one seller. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's because of the name. I believe it's the packaging because it's a very like, and here's the crazy thing. Most of our, I don't want to say most, 60% of the people that buy the bow hunter coffee are women. And it's like, so, we, and we actually, we, we sell it to this local farm market. It's uh, the Valley Pike farm market. And it's a really not, I mean, it is a very nice farm market. And then we sell at Dominion Outdoors in Fishersville, Virginia. We sell at the Rockingham Co-op in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and the Page Co-op in Luray, Virginia. That's our four Virginia stores. And we were doing this coffee tasting this past Saturday over at the Rockingham Co-op. And it was one of those things where people were coming in and they're like, oh, we, I just I just bought a bag of this at Valley Pike. And I'm like, do you hunt? And the lady was like, no, but I really like the package. It looked good. It says, <laughs> and I'm like, this is awesome. You know, and yeah. the, it's not a girly package by no means, but, but it's, it means you did a good job yeah, on, your, if, on your marketing. Man. If, if these, you know, 20 something, 30 something year old women are buying the bow hunter blend, I'm like, this is awesome. And so, but eight, that's our, like, that's our foundation now. So we're building some flavored coffee off of that coffee off of that roast Uh and she's uh she's the mad scientist she works with our our roaster and uh it's one of those things where her and the our roaster they they're our roaster is very witty and she is uh she like i said she has no problem telling me i'm i'm stupid and uh because i've come up with some like like hey can you do this and she's like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard and i'm like really that's the dumbest thing you've ever heard like i get that i'm i get that belt right now uh, you know i get that title and that's i'll hilarious. take it and i'll wear it and uh yeah. but, but her and april they gang up on me all the time so now i'm like all right I'll be the face of the coffee, which is a very terrible thing, but I will be the face and y'all go do the roast. And y'all do all the, you do all the hard work behind the scenes. Right? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, this is the reason I was telling you, I, I commend the heck out of, like you said, it took you 13 months. And if anyone who's listening here too wants to understand, like, you want to know how hard it is to do something, try building out a product. And like what you just did with coffee and learning something new and like all the ins and outs from like getting like what's the FDA or USDA guidelines to this, getting insurance, like all this stuff. People don't realize when you had the that's why it takes 13 months and it takes some people years to develop and design products. And I've had to go down this route since November last year. We my finally I've been telling my dad, and my uncle for years, even years. I'm like. Hey guys, we should like try to direct the consumer our our beef yeah. for years, and they for the longest time are just like ah nah nah nah. 
Oh, then finally in November last year, they like told me like, all right, if you figure out how to do it, we'll we're, we'll like we'll we'll want to do it. I said, oh, thank goodness, finally. Yeah. So since November last year, I've been like, okay, I've learned. I became like an expert in. We've already done hats and shirts for years, selling them on our like, e-commerce store, um, but now it's like. Oh wow, you got dry ice. Okay, you got to get a dry ice guy. Regular, like you know, regular. Okay, get a box design that can withstand holding beef. Okay, you got to keep it frozen. Okay, processing. What's the different types of like? I've just all of that, and that's why I commend you because it's like people do not realize how hard it truly is. Um, and, you know, and I'm looking at it after what are we in? We're almost almost September, so we're at ten months for me. We're looking at probably launching. It'll probably be twelve month mark. Yeah, and that's like we already had the cattle, we already have the marketing, and but filling figuring out the ins and outs in between. It's like it's it's so hard, and and doing that stuff is it's been the biggest challenge of my life too. But yeah. it's also been like the most rewarding thing. Like you said, you're trying to build a business, build a legacy, and that's where I'm like, okay, how can I continue the family business? business and legacy yeah and then maybe be able to hand the keys to my kids one day yeah you know and keep it in the family so it's been fun man but it's so hard it is so hard and i'm so glad you got your wife is helping you out my wife helps me out tremendously too she's more of a financial mind she's like my cfo is what i tell as i say so yeah um but she does it she was able to break it down like instead of looking at this like what it costs you to raise a cow like you should look at it this like how much per pound does it cost you yes to raise this and then how much can you sell it per pound to see what your margin would be in business i'm like wow ranchers don't think like that no. but thank you honey yeah <laughs> so it's 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 so fun but it's also so hard and you got to think of everything and check little boxes as you go you know man and okay. designing that feel like how can people pick up this product when it gets to them like you know, I mean, senses, everyone knows senses, taste, yes. touch, feel. So like when people get our beef, not only when they eat it, but like when they get the packaging, what does that look like? Is it clean? It's not just uh, slapped on with a sticker and you know, they open it up and then what's inside there, the messaging, the story behind it, you know, yes. all that stuff is so important yes. in a product because the product in essence is a reflection of you. Yes. So I commend you if like, dude, you guys launched a month ago and a little over a month ago and you're having like, dude, congrats. It's that's so awesome. I love getting to talk and meet people who are going through the same things I've, that I've gone through or been through. And Oh, man. <laughs> hey, I so appreciate awesome. it. But I commend you, first of all, because frozen food does not sound like something that would even be remotely fun right now. And not that it needs to be fun, but at the same time, like coffee was a headache like mm -hmm. migraines as on certain days, but I have gone to Texas. Now I'll say this. I normally carry, or I travel with an enclosed trailer with two deep yeah. freezers in it. And because when we go to Texas, we go to fill the freezers and we fill exactly. our freezers, you know, around here locally and whatnot. But we donate a lot of our whitetail that we kill. But when we go to Texas, we're going to go kill axes or black buck or an elk or something that, in my opinion, tastes a little bit better than whitetail. And it's a chore to keep all that meat, like you said, packaging, like butchering. So we, we team up with a really good butcher down there that's tied to the ranches that we hunt with. And so, you know, they take care of the initial butchering. But then, you know, we're throwing it in a deep freeze and then we're hightailing it down the road, you know, keep trying to keep it frozen. We stop at a hotel and it, it's important. You would think that, hey, how does the bed feel? Or 
does does the what's the rooming like no it's mm-hmm. do you have an electrical outlet that i can plug my deep freezers into that's that's my prerequisite like that is my <laughs> qualifications for me to stay at your hotel and uh <laughs> and so that is that is important and so i could only imagine like the logistics and what you go through to get this set up and i tell you what i can't wait till it launches because i'm going to be your, one of your first customers if i can so <laughs> Oh, uh, thank you, man. Because I appreciate I, that. I love red meat, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong, like chicken's great and pork's great, but I love I love it's red a, meat. It's hard to beat a good steak. That's it what I is. say. You can have. You, we had pork chops last night. I'm like, it's just. Well, I, I got to eat some of our. Uh, sorry, we had a strip the other night of one of like what test cattle we have. Like, we've always had our cattle, but now we're testing out with the processors and you know grading out and getting the USDA inspection and all that. And I, so we were te- a lot of our meats like tested meat that we have in our freezer right now, and I'm like, man. This fillet is really good. And my wife's like, that fillet was really good. I'm like, God, I hope all the rest of them like turn out like that too. Because like we like it's a science behind it all too. For, yeah. like feeding out your cattle. Um, but at the freezer the aspect of it, man, has been the biggest headache. Like you want to talk about that, because it's like, okay, with the dry ice, you have two days to get to somebody before that dry ice dissolves and yeah. then that meat's gonna get ruined. So figuring out all that, but the 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 storage aspect of like, okay, we're going to store this meat well, in between the you know lead time of the cell to get it into the people. Uh, how can I, how do we, and then also packaging it within the freezer. Okay. Now we got to build a freezer. Uh, like all these things you learn are like, I, did I get myself in more of a, you know, of a mess than I, than I, <laughs> I asked for, but at the end of the day, it's, it's so fun to chase something that you have no idea what you're doing, but I, but you also, there's so much meaning behind it. So like to willing to learn, it's like going back to school again as a kid, like when you were just excited to learn, I guess that's the best way to say it. Or like when you had something new, you're very interested in, you just wanted to deep dive, probably going hunting for the first time or yeah. for me, like going to act for the first time or something and getting to do that. I, it's so fun and rewarding. And then knowing like, Hey, like my family's and like my dad, my uncle and my business partners in this. And it's like, this is, this is cool. And we get to leverage our platform to promote this versus, you know, we used to sit around and wait for all these companies to pay us and it's like now we can just promote our own thing yeah and promote who and and don't worry about getting a dollar from someone else because when they give you a dollar too i've learned i will not we can talk about this off the podcast eventually one day but like i've lost a lot of sponsorships this year because of sharing our faith sharing our you know showing our hand a little bit more how we like how we do life and how we think yeah and we've lost sponsorships because that it doesn't align with the company's core values. And so I'm like, I learned my lesson a lot through that. It's like for three years, we've helped build up companies and brand them and market them within our content. And then the relationship just gets cut off because they don't agree with you. And you're like, okay, that's yeah. where it's at. And so, and I've learned my lesson, like maybe we should just quit promoting other people and just promote our own stuff. And yeah. that's, that's the best way you can do it. And I know there's going to be lots of like, trials and uh, tribulations going forward, you know, probably even like financially, but in the long run, I think the payoff's the biggest thing. And it's like, what did we do while we were here? You know, we helped, we helped keep our family legacy alive and we spread the word while we were doing it. So at the end of the day, I think that's the Lord's work right there. Absolutely. We got to eat really good meat along, along the way too and promote (laughs) and promote meat. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Eat good steaks and promote the Lord's work. I love it. (laughs) You know, but at the end of the day, um, I I don't want to say not to be, all right, those people don't matter, but you didn't lose anything when you know it may be a little bit of financially or maybe a lot financially but at the end of the day if they were so quick to write you off based off of what you believe 
then you really didn't lose anything. And you're building your own brand. You're going to build that bigger and better than what they ever could have or you could have done for them as well. And so I think that, like you said, trials and tribulations, but at the end of the day, it the payoff, and that's what you just said. And so I know I'm only repeating what you said, but I want to ensure you or usher you that I think you're doing the right thing, and and if that means anything, right? And so at the end of the day, you know, people walk away from us all the time, and probably for really dumb reasons. But if it's if they walk away from us because of our faith then it's their loss, not ours. And uh, yep. unfortunately, it will be their loss if they don't change their way of thinking before it's their time. And so it's it's one of those things where you want to save everybody, but you can't save people that can't, that don't want to be saved. And yeah. it's really tough. It really is because you it's... see people and you're like, ah, you kind of want to go up and shake them, you know? And yeah. <laughs> and then and then you get and then you go to jail. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just keep your hands off anybody these days, right? <laughs> no, that's what I honestly at the end of the day, the best thing is like, you know, you get you control what you control and you can control yourself, how you handle things. You can't control other people. No. And the more and the more you can just control what you have here, that's that's all I can do. And and I, one of my one of the podcasts I listen to all the time, a guy talks about like he doesn't take a dollar from anyone else because once you take a dollar from somebody, they think that they owe own you or or you feel like you owe them something. Yes. So that's what I'm like really looking forward to here now on is like, okay, I don't want to owe a dollar to anybody and I want to be able to just, uh, you know, and not be able to have to hold back who I am, what we do and no one control what we do. Cause the only thing is I can control us. I yes. can't control I, myself, my family. I can't control anyone else and how the people react to things. Yeah. So that's the best we can do, right, man? That's right. That is right. Man, Gatlin, I feel like we could talk forever. And uh this has been <laughs> this has been awesome. If you guys ever want to come hog hunting, just holler at me. Dude, <laughs> we, we got plenty. We will definitely take you up on that because I love to go hunt. I love to hunt. It don't matter what it is. And it's one of those things where especially like hogs, because they're such a nuisance and you're, you know, when we go deer hunting, it's for a reason. We, we the purpose behind it is to put meat in the freezer and don't get yep. me wrong. We can do the same with hogs, but it's a, that's like, it's two, twofold, you know, we're, we're helping yeah. farmers and we're putting food in the table and, uh, yeah. and some of them hogs, I mean, I've killed some big hogs that they stink so bad. I just, roll oh. over you know it's like yeah uh, no you don't there's some of these you know, you know they're so gamey and like yeah you're you're not keeping that meat for anything you're just all right that's for uh the coyotes to eat. and then we have the coyote a lot of coyote coyotes east coast west coast people call it coyotes we call it coyotes it's i you know it's funny but we have a bunch of those too so yeah. like we'll be out in the middle of the day i'll just pull out the you know my uh my glock just <laughs> if we see one because especially during calving season you just try to get rid of them or at yeah. least scare them off and yeah so that that those two things are kind of allowed hogs and coyotes are allowed in oklahoma to just kind of shoot whenever but when it then it comes you know everything else it's seasonal so yeah uh and yeah <laughs> no that's awesome we uh if if you need coyotes removed too me my buddy ted who was my cameraman he actually went on and started his own tv show it's uh it was almost heaven outdoors with ted and amber uh -huh. now it's the chase with ted and amber 
And uh, okay, I think I've seen their I've seen seen them before. Yeah, like I've came across their stuff before. Yeah, and uh, he's big into predator hunting. Like I like to do it. I'll do it here at my place. I've got just a little bit of land, and my my oldest Ava, she loves to predator hunt. And uh, last year we set up and was doing some nuisance fox hunting. And uh, nice. all of our neighbors were, were surrounded by commercial chicken farms like poultry. And uh, so yeah, you're, get, you're getting a lot of predators. In. Yeah. We, you know, bobcats, coyotes, foxes, it's nothing. And uh, like our neighbors, like the residential, they have uh, their own chickens, free range chickens. And, you know, we do our best to help take after and look after their chickens for them as well. And so me and Ava will set up in the backyard and I've got this really long, narrow strip of property and it's all fields until it gets back to my back property. And we planted an orchard back there and the neighbors, they all, they're all ag, they do corn and soybeans. And so it's really nice like we're tucked into this really nice piece of uh there's ag all around us and so every anything that we'd want to hunt will pass through our property and we just (laughs) take care of our neighbor's property by removing it and uh yeah that's fun yeah good setup (laughs) yeah and she killed three foxes last year she was just turned eight years old when it happened and uh yeah she was she was she was on cloud nine because she loves to (laughs) hunt and uh she started hunting with me when she was four. Well, she started going with me when she was three, but she killed her first hog when she was four. We had trapped it uh, down in the hill country there in Texas, and she ended up shooting it in the trap. And But she killed her first deer at six. And she's killed over 30 big game animals now, and she's wow. nine she's years old. She's got a heck of a tracker. Yeah, she's... Uh, <laughs> That's way more than me, nine she, years old. <laughs> she... Uh, she killed a, a an ibex ram with a spear this year down in Texas. Wow! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we were up in this like tower, and uh, she uh, and my buddy's got um, he, he's got his own ranch there, and um, we put a bunch of we put a bunch of animals. We put some axis out there. We put some uh, uh, on uh, oryx. There's all kinds of stuff back there. Some markors and ibex and. Uh, so we put a bunch of corn down at the bottom for, and these ibexes came right in, and we're probably ten to twelve feet off the ground. And she did like she threw the spear all by herself, and I did a bunch of camera angles because I knew people were gonna be like, "Did she really do that?" I'm not yeah. Sure. So I had a GoPro on the ground looking up at us, a GoPro on the spear, a GoPro mounted just to her left, and then I had my big DSLR that was capturing kind of all of it. And, uh, yeah, she, she threw 100% by herself and the GoPro on the ground gets her throwing, gets her hitting it. And then the Ram running off and it died in about seven seconds. It was, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It was, that's so cool. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Hey, for anyone that tuned in for a hunting story, I mean, you got a little bit somewhere along the way, but our platform is hunting. And, but at the end of the day, good wholesome messages are important as well and so if you stuck out this whole time for this i hope you enjoyed it i know that it's going to add value it has to i mean it's something that is there are so many nuggets through here that i think that you could pick out of and apply to any part of your life and hopefully it would make you a better person in anything that you're doing and so i know gatlin 
you had a tremendous amount of really good inspirational nuggets. And so, and that's one thing that I love about everybody that I bring on here from all walks of life is someone has experienced something that they had to overcome. And whether they realize it or not, just by some of the things they say, they, they, they drop those nuggets. And it's people who are listening and looking for a way to be a better person or a way to be a better hunter or a way to be a better father, a better husband, whatever it may be, a better wife. It's, it's there. It's all around us. And it's, it's, part of God's work. And it's, you know, he, he gives us everything we need and it's may, may come from listening to me and Gatlin talk about coffee and beef, who knows? And, uh, it's one of those <laughs> it's things. It's a pretty good combination. It right? is. <laughs> I mean, you, I, 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 this was great yesterday. We were coming home from the movie theater and, uh, there was a sign and I had to stop and take a picture of it. It was at a church and it was on uh, their, their billboard out front and it said, coffee gets us started, prayer keeps us going. And I That's was right. Like, you know and, what? And. That is that is perfect. <laughs> and and uh, so I, I snapped a picture of that. And April was like, "This is." He's like, "She said, do you think that was there for us?" I said, "It has to be. You know, it's there for yeah. anybody that wants to see it and wants to to you know to pay attention." And it's it's definitely there for me yesterday. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's you know that's the Lord working. When there's, I don't believe in coincidences anymore at all. Yeah. I, I I think there's always some sort of messaging or sign, and that's right there's your there's your sign. You know, that's a yeah. Billy was that Bill Engel used to say, yeah. "There's your sign." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, it's been awesome, brother. Thank you for having me on and just sharing your you know sharing who you are as a man with me. And I just uh, I, I best I could share myself with you and just thank you for for being so welcoming. And hopefully your listeners got to to take a you know a, a walk down oh that's how those oklahomans and farmers out there think yeah that's how it's how we are out here i wouldn't say all of us are like me but you know we're pretty simple not too complex and we we just like to we want to keep everything at home keep it happy um and take care of where we're from share the good word and be proud to be an american that's about that's about that's about what we stand for a god family country heck yeah man oh this is this has been great and it's been my my privilege and honor to have you on and uh just hearing hearing your story and everything and man i i'm i'm looking forward to seeing you as a dad i mean congratulations 10 month old baby congratulations to you and your wife and uh thank you you know it's one of the that's a whole nother topic we could you know that's another hour's worth of oh, or yeah. more it's it's amazing it truly is that god trusts us and to be and like to teach and to grow another life and you know he gives us everything we need when it comes to that i mean there're going to be times when you're going to be like what am i doing and the reality is exactly what you need to do you're doing it and so um yeah, that's a whole nother topic. But man, congratulations hey, you're, you're, to y'all. You're nine years in. I'm only ten months in, <laughs> but I will tell you from my ten months of experience, it's the best thing it is I've ever done. And I, I can guarantee it's probably the best thing I'll ever do in my yes. life. So I, I can already tell it's it's exactly people you hear all the time. It's like that's what we we're intended to do. It's yeah. like make children and raise children and it's like and it's the most rewarding thing. Yes. I can t- and then the, when you come home, like you've probably experienced those long trips 
coming home. Those are those faces, the reaction. I, I, I live an hour and 15 minutes away from the farm and I'm out here four or five days a week. So the, when I can, and I'm out here for 12 hour days, so I get home at seven o'clock at night a lot and I walk in, there's that baby just smiling and yelling yeah. at dad, dad. It's like, that's the best feeling in the world, man. You can't take that. No one can take that from me and nope. I'll never forget that, you know? Absolutely. Well, Gatlin, I really do right. appreciate it. If any of our listeners wanted to reach out to you on social media, what's the best way? Uh, just go go to any all my handles are the same at Gatlin underscore Didier uh, on Facebook. You just type in Gatlin Didier. YouTube the same. We're everywhere. Uh, but then you can also see my grandma or my cousin's content through our pages. They're tagged in and stuff. That's at Granny Bibbins and at Gate Bart. Uh, we have fun. Uh, just like you said, wholesome content. Every Sunday we do a Sunday night conversations. Full, that's a longer version of what we do on YouTube. Uh, and Facebook, about 12-minute conversations. Uh, and then we have little clips uh, that we put out on Sunday too. But uh, yeah, if they want to check us out or message me, feel free to message me. Uh, and I'm looking forward to trying out some Keep Hunting coffee here soon, man. I'm really, really excited for that. You got it. Well, we'll definitely get some in the mail to you. And uh, to all of our listeners, we really, I cannot stress this enough. We appreciate everything that you all do, all the continued love and support. And as always, keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.